back welcome back to the fifth and triple podcast you were sitting here with your boy maddie b what's good we do not have lachlan it's his birthday he's doing his birthday tings so in his stead we've got the cover brethren liam hanging out the boy from canberra man you must be sitting on a fence's edge right now sitting in ninth place right there you doing okay you sweet i'm good i'm good it's interesting because the last time i spoke to lock it was inconceivable to me that the Raiders would even have a shot with two rounds to go at the top eight. Uh, and so it's an honour. It really is an honour to be sitting here filling in his enormous shoes. Big shoes. Big old clown shoes. I call that man Ronald McDonald for a reason. He, I like, I've honestly tried to borrow his shoes. So in high school, I sold him his first pair of basketball shoes and they fit. I reckon within two weeks, he said, that is the biggest waste of money because I know I'm four sizes bigger. What the <laughs> heck is going on? That man, some 14s, 15s? I think he rocks the 14s. I think he rocks the 14s. And now I have, a, I have a, an oddly shaped foot. I have a fat foot. So like I generally rock like the 12s or 13s in vans and, and basketball shoes. So we, we get away with some. But mm. yeah, it, it's, you know, it's not many. It's not many, if any. You know, that's, that's, I used to play with this guy, rugby union. He's a Maori guy. He had so he used to wear size fourteen boots, mm. and then and then you know, being the good Australian that I am, I was like, bro, you got to get you some RM Williams. Like you got to, you know, you got to you got to rugby this up right. You know, you got to yeah. get the brown RM Williams. Yep. And he went and got the cust like custom made pair. Bro had a size fifteen wide foot. And a oh size ten, and a size ten in length. Stop it! <laughs> what kind of Frankenstein feet are those? So what the they, heck? Like, and then, then I, we were all laughing about it. I was like, "Show me those! Show me those feet!" They were like, like cricket bats. Like that's how <laughs> wide that, that's how wide it was. Like a short, a full size cricket bat, but a short one. <laughs> I love that chode feet. How good. <laughs> Bit of chode feet. Oh my goodness. Well, we may not have Lachlan, but we have the same similar structure. So let us pray. And you can oh, you can get in on your own prayer. I wonder how Jesus feels praying on his own book. This is this is what we're going on right now. So praise be on to the cover. We love the cover. We've always loved the cover. The cover does great things. Head to the cover.com.au. For all great things, the cover AU on Instagram for all great things. I mean, you know, we got our articles up there. Toby's always doing fantastic shit on the cover. Um, the Daily Dribble Boys, if you need your basketball fix right now, because we're not touching that stuff for a little bit, but it's coming. It is coming. All of your stuff is fantastic. I tell you that, you know, that female Olympic stuff put us in a little bit of hot water for a bit for a few episodes there while we we're talking about that. But, you know, we digress, we push on. <laughs> Um, as always, praise be unto the doc guy, the socials guy, and the Sherpa. Praise be our men. And let's get into some football, okay? Sure. So, 
before we get to the Yenna report, I really need to find out what is what's the vibe in Canberra right now that you guys, you know, you're sitting in ninth. You're basically the West Tigers of you know the last <laughs> ten years. <laughs> so that means in two years your club's going to be in even more disrepute. You're going to have four guys on the outs that actually want to play for the Tigers but won't get a contract. Mm-hmm. Tim Sheens might even come down there and try and fix shit. Hey, he'll before, sort it out. before you know it, you're going to have someone like um, oh, what was Blake Austin? Was it Blake yeah, Austin will yeah. end up being your head coach for a little while as well? Like Ricky will push <laughs> on. Blake Austin will come back be your head coach. Maybe Tom Carney will come back too. Oh, no. No, okay. So we so we lovingly have a mate on the show. He's the piss king, all right? Yeah. But Todd Carney's the real piss king, all right? Yeah. The, human, the human bubbler, he holds a special place in my heart. I fluttered when there were, there were signs of him signing to the Cowboys when we had Michael Morgan issues and Ben Barber was too busy allegedly throwing rocks at his misses. Um, all alleged, obviously. Um Never proven. No, I never proven. Innocent until proven guilty in front of the Townsville Casino, which is also Townsville RSL. Um, so, you know, my heart skipped a beat when Todd Carney was possibly coming up there. Like, man, state of origin rep? Could yeah. Probably, probably could have played for Australia. You know, there, there were a few guys ahead of him, but he could have got there. I reckon he'd be a gun 14 these days. Yeah, that I think, I think he probably missed his calling there. Like, I think he's the guy you bring on bring some real energy. So you, you could bring him on, yeah, at six, at seven, at nine, but potentially even in the centers or at the back and just like let him loose. Yeah. And like, so back to, you know, the, the piss king, like iconic, obviously an iconic photo in, in rugby league folklore and rugby league history. Oh my goodness. But also iconic venue, the lighthouse in Canberra, AKA fight house. That is, it's still there. It, it made it it made it through COVID. It's made it through a ton of ups and downs. It is well, when I was at university, it was the the uni hangout and the ladies used to love going there on a Thursday night because the Raiders boys were all there. Oh yeah, they were. Fergo and the boys. <laughs> Josh Dugan getting out there as well Josh and Dugan. dirty yeah. tattoos. <laughs> so and and you know, when you like you can tell I'm a tortured Canberra fan because when you look at over the years, all of the really talented players that we had who were troubled, who we had to move on, you know, you had Fergo, you had Dugues, you had Carney, you had Sandor Earl, you had Milford. Oh, stop all, it. <laughs> all of these guys came through. But Anthony mm-hmm. Milford was 19, playing first grade for the Raiders. So, you know, it's, it's hard when you look like when you when you sort of think about that and you're like you know like say like put all those guys on the same team that's a that's a contender well they're better than the tigers that's for sure i don't know about a contender but they're you know they're probably they're probably the bulldogs right now like i reckon all the dragons you know they're sitting about 11th or 12th yeah i think that yeah. and so i guess back to you know back to your point like or the question, you know, what's the vibe in Canberra? I think everyone's really optimistic, right? Because, you know, after the first eight rounds, I think we were two and six, something like that. And I think that's around the time I caught up with Locke. And I was just like, well, the season's over. Let's fuck Ricky off. 
and <laughs> this is again. before this is before Rick Noble as well, before the absolute <laughs> weak gutted dog meltdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and so and so then somewhere in between that conversation I had with Locke and his meltdown, the the club extended him for another two years, which interesting, but whatever. But but what I'm here to <laughs> what I'm here to talk about is so and and this gives this gives you a bit of an idea of the, the difficult circumstances the Raiders have found themselves in this year. They've used eleven different spine combinations. Mm. So you you know losing Hodgson early, obviously not ideal. You know Starling's had time in the nine jumper. Adam Elliott's had time in the nine jumper. Yeah, Zach what the Wolf fuck is doing time. there? <laughs> like Zach Wolford's had time time in the nine jumper. Then you've had. Klukstar, Rapana, Savage all have time in the one. Schneider, Frawls um, in the in the six and seven jersey. Like it's just been chaos. But what is what is pleasing, what is promising, is the spine they've picked this week. Wolford, um, Whiten, Fogarty, and Savage. Mm. This will be their eighth. This will be their ninth game together. And in the eight previous games, that spine is five and three. And so you might go, oh, five and three, that's pretty ordinary. But the five wins have come on the trot. So the last five games that those, that spine, those four guys have played together, have resulted mm-hmm. in wins. So you can chalk up the first three to figuring each other out. And I think now they're starting to settle and starting to play some decent footy. You know, we, we've been we've been kissed on the dick with the last two rounds, given we've got to play the Sea Eagles and, and the Tigers. Right, big <laughs> And and fortuitous for us as well, the Bunnies and the Roosters have to play each other in the final round. So one of those teams is going to lose, right? Mm. So all we have to do is beat Sea Eagles this weekend, which I think is doable. And then, like, if we can't beat the Tigers, fuck it. Let's blow it up. Let's start again. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to be affiliated with the Tigers. So I, I can understand, you know, only wanting to come ninth so many times before you decide to blow the club up. Yeah. Um, look, do you want to swap schedules? Because we've got the Bunnies and the Panthers. So I would much rather have the Tigers and the and the Sea Eagles. Like, holy shit, I'm... Yeah. I'm not looking forward to um, the Bunnies game this weekend because now with Tom Dearden out, oh, it's just anyway. We'll get to the, we'll get to that. We'll get to the we'll get to the pre review. But yeah, I just I can't get, and I think this is the general league vibe on Canberra. We just can't get a read on Canberra. Is that you know as you said when those when those five guys are together, four guys are together, like it's the the spine works and it's you know they paid Fogarty. They got him out of that Titans deal. They, you know, they did all of that stuff in order for him to be there. The injury at the beginning of the season didn't help. I mean, you don't have your veteran leader in Jared Croker because that man is a piece of paper, it seems. He's he's hey, gone he's the Michael Morgan by, route. Yeah, he's held together by strapping tape and 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 points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's, the thing is, he's not even that old. Like he's just been nah, in the league forever. He's been around for a lot for a long time, and you know, impressive. Like he he had success with the under twenties. Like so, when mm. his they came through, they won a premiership with the under twenties. 
played his whole career in Canberra. And, you know, it's really hard because there was a at, a, at a point last year and the year before, people were talking about, oh, like he's done, but let's mm. move on from him. And, and, you know, I think, as you say, like the, the veteran leadership that he provides, and, it, and I know he's not, you know, he's not out there at the moment, but the, le- the leadership that he'll be providing behind the scenes is crucial. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But particularly when you look at, you know, particularly the backs, quite a young back line, really. Oh, yeah, extremely young. And, you know, you, you still got Savage doing dumb one-handed pickups that cause knock-ons and, and all that kind of stuff. But that all, that you know, you got you got Gordon, the fear boner, Rapana, you know, just under the high ball. You never know what to expect from him. And he's always due for a, for a lolly spill. But I don't know, you just scrape through these games. I was convinced, though. I must tell you, I was convinced this weekend was the fade game and that the Knights were just going to put the smack down on, especially when it was 22 to six. I was like, fuck the Knights Like the Knights look like a football team here. Yeah. And then the Raiders went, Oh no, no, no. You're still, you know, a new South Wales cup team. Let's, let's make sure, <laughs> let's make sure Caelan and the Pongets know where they stand. Even if we are in Newcastle, which was kind of weird. Cause you haven't, you don't see that sort of like second half pedigree from, from your beloved Raiders as you know, you and I would remember being at the Raiders V Cowboys down at GIO Stadium. Everybody rode off my Cowboys and, and my partner even turned to me and I think it was like four degree weather and said, come yeah, on. Yeah, it was cold. It was real cold. And I remember nah. being real smug at halftime texting you like, hey. Oh, you were very smug, my <laughs> friend. You were very smug. Oh, it was rough. That was rough. And, you know, that like, that's, that's, the, that's been the Raiders thing. The bit, yeah. They're called the Faders for a reason. Like mm-hmm. that's been their thing since they entered the New South Wales Rugby League in 1982. Faders, Se- second halves have never been their, never been their friend. And you know, even as as uh, recently as 2019, when they went when they went to a grand final, what happened in the second half? You were robbed. That's what happened. <laughs> we were robbed. Yeah, you were robbed. That. <laughs> I was driving back from a wedding, listening to it on Triple M, and. Uh, my partner was falling asleep in the front seat and the call was made and I slammed on the brakes in a country road at whatever time it was and was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I heard him say six again. Uh, the footage is clear. Oh, man. I'm going. To, yeah. Anyway, we've all moved on from that. You know, that, that, was a, that was a tough one. But I think, you know, looking back in retrospect, that team probably overperformed. You know, they yeah, oh, yeah for sure. They got, you know, they, they got the rub of the green. They got momentum through to the finals and rode that all the way to the GF. And I think if you, you know, we're sitting here saying one call was the difference in that game. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But if they were really destined to win that GF, they would have won it. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see the same thing from Cronulla this year. I think that they, they're hitting the ground running at the right time. And they've also got one of the softest schedules to finish. I think they have the Knights and maybe the Tigers or someone, someone dumb like that. Um, So, you know, for them, they're probably a lock for a top two spot. Um, I would love to say my Cowboys are going to win against the Bunnies and then against the the Panthers. But, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, especially with the Panthers. Are they going to rest? Are they going to play? Like what's, you know, what's the go? Even with the minor prem locked up, they still mm. want all of their guys, you know, clicking on all cylinders. And with Romy named at the six this week, 
you know, you'd want to get at least two games under his belt with that MCL issue that, that occurred. But um, I'm going to put one more question to you before we get to the NR report. Yeah, we, got- we, were, we were talking faders. Yep. Of the two games, what is the most likely one that you could fade from, do you think? I think it's the Tigers, right? Like, so mm. I think I think they'll go into this week against the Seagulls going, we have to win this. Like, I think they'll they'll come out quick and I think they'll hang on because yep. they need to. Because if they don't, then, then all of a sudden they've got to rely on all of the other results to, to go their way. Yep. So I, yep. think, I think they get the job done this week. And then, honestly, because like, what have the Tigers got to lose? Because it'll be their last Nothing. game. It'll be their last game of the season. They just got touched up a week ago. Potentially, you know. So it's one of those ones where Raiders could go. Yeah, we did the job against the Seagulls. Now we're good. Now we can coast. And that had that tends to happen with young teams. And so I can see that being the bogey game where they just they just blow it. And they another thing that doesn't bode well in your favor. I hate to tell you is it's the last game at Leichhardt. Yeah, and that. 100%. Yeah, that is not a favorable ground to away teams. Oh. Spe- speaking as a Cowboys fan that has been there a couple of times, and when you've been to Leichhardt and had Paul Momorowski score four tries on you in the corner that you're spectating, it is disheartening to say the yeah. least. Yeah, Paul Momorowski you know- sucks. Like I like <laughs> I'm, I'm all for like I'm a big advocate for you know. I know these guys are the best in the world and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, you know, centers, Paul Momorowski is a fringe first grader. Let's be perfectly honest. He probably doesn't play first grade at most other clubs. No, no. I mean, he would for the Tigers. He would for the Tigers. (laughs) But he like, but even back then before, this was like the year before they were, he was at the Panthers. It Mm. was it was toughies. It was big toughies. And I think that was a, one of the first games that uh, my partner and I went to together. And she was like, are you guys usually this bad? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I will I will give you a little bit of, uh, you know, if you want to put the house on it, put the house on it. But uh, thanks to our friends over at PlayUp. They have your Raiders $151 to win the Premiership. Now, that is, that is far outside. That is yeah. far. But yeah. um, you know, if you got a little, you know, you want to tinkle a little bit, you it's pretty juicy. It's pretty you, juicy. Feel free, you feel free. Well, I mean, if you're a faithful, if you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a real a real faithful would do it. A real I'll, put, I'll put one down. Yes, lovely. We love to see that. Um, and of course, Lachlan's Panthers are at the very top of it. So fuck Lachlan. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the yeah nah report. Yeah or nah. Are the Melbourne Storm deflecting with all of these re-signings? So I don't know if you've seen today, but um, every hour on the hour since about 3 o'clock, they've announced a new re-signing. And so far, it's been Jennings, Grant Anderson, Dean Aramiah. Um, I didn't actually see who was at 7 o'clock. Um, little movie magic, even though this is coming <laughs> out tomorrow. Um, do you think that they're deflecting? Or do you think that maybe the, the final one will be Munster? I think, knowing what I know about how teams work, team media departments, and how, yeah, just just having worked in in an environment where fans hang on the words of signings and and that sort of thing, I think they are deflecting. Yeah, right. But but 
you know, I, I, I don't have I don't have an understanding of the inner workings of of a, an, an NRL club. Oh, this is all vibe. We run a vibe, my friend. Yeah. You know this. I, you know this. Yeah, yeah. But just knowing what I know, I think this is an attempt to flood the market with signing news and potentially hoping to lessen the blow. Yeah, I I think so too. I think it's all but all but done. Monster to the Dolphins, and there's uh, from what I've heard. Um, and not that, you know, I have extremely credible sources, but a lot of the whispers are he's even considering taking less to go to the Chooks. Now, if he goes to the Chooks, mm-hmm. please, at NRL, launch an investigation on their cap situation because that would be insane. The fact that they just resigned Angus Crichton, they've got all of the other heavy hitters that are there, like... What, are they paying Joey Manu like fifty grand? Is that what they're doing right now? Like, honestly, every year they they sign you know a bunch of guys, and I think to myself, like, how are they doing that? How are they doing this every year? Like, are NRL players do NRL players want to play there so much that they're willing to take less money? Surely, surely, it's one of the you know the, I can think of three teams off the top of my head that you would take probably two hundred grand less than what you would at another club, and that's the Panthers, the Roosters, and the Storm. Because yeah. they're the they're going to be the three, and you're seeing it right now with the way that the Storm and the Roosters are ramping up. They're the three teams that are almost a shoe in to whether they're finishing first, second, or third, or they're going to go to the final week of the finals. That's they're the teams. That's them. So yeah. you know you you take severe unders for the yeah. chance to possibly play Origin, make another hundred k if you play all three Origin games, to possibly play for your country, make some more money there, to just shine and thrive in that system. And then the coaches from those systems previously coach the rep teams. So they then know the systems in the rep team. So they're like, oh, sweet. If Matt Lodge is hitting the line, hitting and spinning for the Roosters like he is now, what's Mm. to say he won't do that for for Australia or whatever? You know what I mean? So it's... Do you think it'll be in twelve months or or two years time that the that we're talking about the dolphins in that vein as well? Given what we know about how they're resourced, how much how much coin they have, how well like how how well they're put together, do you think we're having a similar conversation about them in two years? I don't know. The dolphins is a tricky one because they they don't they've got a lot of like decent players, but they're decent players on like the decline. Like you look at the Bromiches, you know, even Kalfusi, yeah. like all of those brothers, they're, you know, they're not at the peak of their powers anymore. However, in the last couple of weeks, they've been playing some fucking good football. Like, you know, there's proof that there's, there's still shit there, but mm. I just, if they don't get Munster, it'll be tough. It'll mm. be very, it'll be very tough that, you know, there's a few whispers even that like Latrell and Cody could go up as a package. That would be that would be insane. Insane, yeah. That puts them that puts them in the top eight straight yeah. away. Just yeah. getting a guy like Latrell Mitchell. Like it's the same as if they got, you know, Cam Munster. It puts yeah. them, you know, it puts them in the conversation of competing because that's how good Wayne Bennett is. Mm. Like, and 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 we've seen that. So if they sign that talent, sure. I could mm. I could see it happening in two years. And you know what? It would be good for the league because then we get the Perth Bears or another team in in New Zealand 
or you know, we find yeah, another I mean, team I, in Melbourne. Like, I really like it that you brought that up because I think that's the narrative that's not getting spoken about enough. That's like if the Dolphins have success early, you know, within three years, hmm. they're talking about expansion again. Like that's the, so they're they're going. Look, this is what the Dolphins did. This is the model. This yeah. is how they, this is how they built. You know what they've built. And you, it's almost like a template. Not, not that you can roll it out exactly the same way, but it's almost like a template. Hey, like if you want to be competitive and have success in the NRL, this is how you do it. Mm. I think that's always been the challenge with the expansion teams is traditionally they've been at a disadvantage when they're trying to sign players. Yeah. And so it takes them a, a couple of years, you know, prob- probably the uh, storm being the exception there, but it takes them a few years to develop the talent develop the pathways, develop the infrastructure to then have sustained success. But it's, it's like if, yeah, I, I, I really like that narrative and I think that mm. should be talked about more in the media. Like they have success, then we're going to get more NRL clubs. We're going to have a bigger competition, more games, more cities, more fun, more money. More money. Well, I mean, that's, that's it at the end of the day. Valandis is all about making money. But mm. you look at it like, and... Of course, that's a narrative that needs to be pushed because the Gold Coast Titans have been shit for 15 years. They had, they had one good year. They're yeah. the last expansion team that we had, you know. And first of all, keep the name the Seagulls. Could you imagine if the Gold Coast Seagulls were running around? Fuck, that would be sick. Yeah. That would be so mad. The Titans yeah. just sounds like, you know, like an eight-year-old picked the name. Like they were just like, oh, what's what's really menacing? Oh, Titans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, keep the Seagulls. <laughs> We've already got the bin chickens in Manly. We may as well have the seagulls as well. Um, but yeah, I I would love to see like another team in New Zealand. Um, I don't know if I don't know if Tassie has the has the market for. However, we have seen them obviously love the Jack Jumpers and grow mm. with the Jack Jumpers and 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 love that. Um, so I maybe, think the big, yeah, the, I think the biggest challenge with Tassie will be infrastructure. So. What sort of what Queensland Cup teams and what New South Wales Cup teams are you aligning yourself with to make sure you've got you've got players coming through a system? Yeah, you know, like I know I, I get that Melbourne's sort of in the same boat that they're they're pretty well aligned um, up in Queensland, but you know just making sure that you you have a really strong alliance there, you know, with one or two clubs that you're sending players back and forth to make sure they're getting that game time and make sure you're identifying them early. That's always going to be the biggest challenge with somewhere, you know, even like WA too. I know that they have they have their competition there, but you want to make sure that the guys are playing against the best in yeah. in, that, in that reserve grade at that reserve grade level. So yeah, the infrastructure is always going to be challenging. But I totally agree with you. Like you've seen the Jack Jumpers have success on the court and off it. You know, they're selling out arenas. They that they played in a grand final their first year, like it's. You know that again. That's a model. That's a template. Like if if those guys who who put the jack jumpers together are looking at another sport, like maybe maybe that's what they look at. Maybe they look at the NRL as a high profile piece. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you know, they're already talking in the NBL where the next expansion team is going to be, whereas Western Sydney, the, the Philippines, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll pass on that one. No. <laughs> You're barely, you're barely able to sign people to the rugby league team. Like, let's not, you know, let's not go and sign seven-foot giants as well. Yeah, but I imagine, you know, so-and-so, five-star recruit coming from USC, you know, middle of middle of Los Angeles, it's 25 degrees. He 
He rolls up in the capital city of Australia. It's minus two. And, and he's got to get the, the horse and cart into the city to, to find his accommodation. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. I'm good. I'm good. I live, I, I live less than four hours away and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm sweet. I'm sweet. Yeah, he's like, can we buy out half of this deal so yeah. I can fuck yeah, get, off? Like, get me out of here. I'll, I'll go play in Istanbul. I don't care. Yeah, well, hundred percent. Yeah, wow. Well, um, but no, I think yeah, it it would be it would be great for the Dolphins to be good, but they just it's just got to happen at the end of the day. All right, next on the year now report, should Liam Martin remain a Panther? So they're obviously got you know a bit of depth coming through with Luke Garner and Zach Hosking being signed, and um, you know Scotty Sorensen, he loves to play on the bench and stuff like that. He love he you know he might come through as well, but. You know, they're already at a bit of a headache with trying to renegotiate Stephen Crichton, Brian Toto. What do, you, what do you reckon? Should Liam Martin, you know, put his foot in the sand and, and remain a Panther or should he look elsewhere and, and get the bag? Yeah, and so, you know, obviously my namesake. So, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Liam and all Liam. Any Liams out there, I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> all Liam shout out. Slide the DMs. <laughs> Um, and and I think it's you know it's it's always really hard. Like I, I assume that these guys are talking to each other a little bit. You know, I know that contract negotiation time can be a bit awkward when you start talking about money. But you know, he he's got to make a decision, as you say, whether he wants to get the bag. And you know, because football careers are are finicky, they're fickle, they're mm. finite. So at some point, you do have to make a decision. Well, who's gonna who's who's gonna allow me? to set myself up for after football. And sometimes that's not just money. Sometimes that's like playing for the Roosters. Oh, or yeah. You know, the, the opportunities that are presented to you post-football are probably much better than, you know, if you were to say, go play in Canberra. Yeah. <laughs> well, you look at the Morris twins, you look at Orbo, yeah. like they're all given yeah. jobs straight away, tapped on the shoulder. You know, Boyd Cordner's doing fantastic shit there. So, yeah, and then, yeah you're right. You know, the other question Liam should be asking himself is, how much do I care about winning? Mm. So, you know, if the trade-off is, well, I can get a, a heap of money at, a, at the Tigers. Not, I'm not reporting that. I, that, that may not happen. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> but, you know, they, they've offered me twice my market value. So am I prepared to go there and know that we're going to be terrible? But, I, you know, I'm going to get mine. Or is winning important to me? And is playing in a in a team, you know, with with a bunch of guys that I've, you know, with a bunch of guys I've developed a, a strong relationship with, is that important to me as well as a footballer? Mm. So, and and you know, there's no doubt he'll have friends around the league. He'll have his agent giving him advice. He'll have coaches making him promises. So, but I think it comes down to the, the two questions. You know, 25 years old. What what are my priorities? Is it is it winning? Do I want to continue to win? And am I prepared to take a bit less money so that we can fit Crichton and Toho under the cap? Or do I want to do I want to do I want to go and make make money and set myself up for after football? And potentially, you know, that, there's a question there then about whether it's after football in terms of career or after football in terms of I'm, make, I'm making this big sum of money so I don't have to do a whole lot when I finish. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, I think they're similar questions that maybe Tino Fasul Amalawi were asked himself. And I don't know, like if I'm you or if I'm him, 
I flip on that decision. Like yeah. for sure. I like greatest respect to the Titans. You try to do all the right things, getting Justin Holbrook in, and it doesn't seem to have worked. But I mean, to be fair, last year I would have told you that the Todd Payton experiment didn't work. And now we're sitting pretty in second and everybody's yeah. bought in and Jason Talmalolo is a prop, shock horror. Two very handsome podcasters were telling you that from the get-go. Um, you know, he's he's put um Reese Robson in a fantastic position to shine. Um, you know, and and I'm not just gonna sit here and blow Todd Payton as much as I love to do. But um but yeah, I think if Tino like was put in this position, and I mean maybe Liam should reach out to Tino because yeah. you see all the term well, not turmoil, but like injury woes and and the the moving ons from the storm over the last two years. Fuck if Tino was there, like Tino is the hardest working guy. On the Gold Coast, like it, outside of those 50-year-old men that still hit the nightclubs and try to get 18-year-old girls, he's the hardest working guy on the Gold Coast. And it comes up and it shows through every single fucking game. Like there's a reason this man is a rep footballer through and through. Um, and could you just imagine how fantastic he would look instead of like, and this is no disrespect, but instead of like Josh King, Mm. at Melbourne like mm-hmm. we would we would have no there would have been no rhetoric at the beginning of, or midway through the year that Melbourne's gone soft at the forward pack you know yeah. the white rhino goes down and and you know these boys sign contracts elsewhere and they're distracted and this that and the other no 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 Tino mm. would have put them all and could you imagine Nass on one edge and Tino on the other scary fuck off like are you serious not only <laughs> is Nass shaving his head and just giving his head a Tino but <laughs> It's like it would be just the one-two punch of all one-two punches. It like it rivals Viliami Kikau on one side and Liam Martin on the other side. Like you know what I mean. So, yeah, yep. Liam, do yourself a favor, give Tino a call and just see, like, bro, are you happy in taking the bag and and being the franchise guy, or would you rather have you know taken unders? Taking them, hmm. you know, 250k less, 300k less, and be competing for a championship right now rather than literally on the other side of the table with yeah. no no light in sight. What, like, I, I can't even get to the fucking Titans because like, <laughs> it just it racks my brain. Oh, what, is, totally. what is going on? The fact that you've signed, you know, 87 year old Kieran Foran to play 14 next year, like, <laughs> Great. He had a full season this year for the first time in six years. That's fantastic. But, like, what else is doing there? Yeah. Nothing. You refuse to play Aaron Clark in his best position. You know, you you let David Fafita come, like, and I'm all for player empowerment, and, you know, you get to choose where you you play, blah, blah, blah. But could you imagine David Fafita as a prop? Mm. David on one side and Tino on the other? Fuck off. Like, are you serious? Aaron Clark getting bald to people? Oh, you got two, you got two nines out there when you got Booth and Clark out there. It's just, it's it's what the Cowboys do with Ruben Cotter and Reese Robson, and it works. It's the yeah. way that football is going. So mm. why fight at Holbrook? Like, this is not the Super League. 100%. 100%. And you know, the the it, it, I always I always think about it like like the the Warriors, right? In the NBA. Mm. You got some NBA listeners, hopefully tuning in. I hope so. So when they started jacking threes, you know Curry and Clay started jacking threes, winning games with Mark Jackson. 
everyone around the league, and and I think Charles Barkley led this rhetoric is like you're never going to win a championship playing that way. Huh. That you know, tw- 2014. It's 2022. What does every team do now? Jack threes, bro. Jack threes. And so you know, when you when you're a coach, right? One of the things you do need to do, and they, and and they, in my view, there's two kinds of coach. There's system coaches and there's player coaches. System mm. coaches, they have their system, and they try and fit whatever guys they have into the system, regardless of their skill set. Mm-hmm. Player coaches look at the players, they look at the skills, they look at the capabilities, and then put those players into positions to be successful. Yep. And so if that means, you know, if that means that you have to have a, have a discussion with them about potentially playing a different position, and they say, no, you've got to back that player. Yep. And, and, what, and what tends to happen when you coach that way Put the player first, put them into positions to be successful, get them the ball where they like to get the ball. Then you have success. The players have success. The team has success. So I think what you're seeing in, in, uh, in the Gold Coast is a coach who's really tied to his system and not necessarily the group, the group of players that he has. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And like just another example of how fucking scary David Fafita would be as a prop. <laughs> you, saw, you saw that Manly game where he got that one-out ball yeah. on the 50, Yeah, ran over 13 guys, took the ref out for good measure as well, I'm sure, yeah. and then, you know, just crashed over the try line. Like, and, and that's happened two or three times this year where he's been first receiver and got ball properly. Yeah. And it's been fantastic. So, I don't know. Like, And, and I so mean, back to your system and, and players, yeah. like... Jerome Hughes, fullback. Yeah. He's now a seven. You know, Cameron Munster, great fullback. He's now a six. Mm. Like, Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten, exactly. Jack Whiten. Like, and, and, and the fact that he can play wherever we need him to for New South Wales is just a fucking added bonus. Like, yeah. it's... If you, yeah. Haven't, if you haven't, go back and look at Jack Whiten's highlights from when he was playing fullback. They're, mm. better, they're better than his highlights playing, playing six. He's an, he's an incredible six, don't get me wrong. He's an incredible center too. But his, his highlights playing fullback, he was electric. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Well, that's what, that's, you know, Joey, Jean, Joey Johns's fever dream. He thinks that Jack Whiten is the fucking, the prototypical NRL player that you make in a lab. He's the LeBron James of the NRL. <laughs> he's a good player, but I don't know how much I see it. And I'm not going to let you even comment because you're just, you're going to learn. You'll get in your own fever dream. My, so, my face is getting red. You know. I know, yeah. And the desk is starting to move up yeah, as well. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Um, let's keep going with the year now report. We're talking money, so let's you know skip down a couple of items. Surely Ben Hunt is worth more than 700K. Like I, I know the man is in his early 30s. I get that. And, you know, the way that this sport goes, this is when men start to deteriorate. But come on, he is, if not the Dally M this year, in the mm. top three for and, and will probably like most likely be the Dally M halfback at least. Yeah. Like and and the Dragons are giving are offering 700 k yeah, I don't get it. I don't know, I don't understand it. I'm a big believer in when players perform for you, rewarding rewarding them. 100%. And, and in the NRL, players get rewarded by 
the number of zeros that go behind behind the num behind the first number. Mm. And you know, yeah, I like I completely agree with you. Like seven hundred K is probably two hundred K less than I would pay him. Yeah, hundred percent. And and that's that's at seven. I reckon yeah. you, I reckon you easily give him that money. Because you look at it a longevity perspective of your paying unders because you transition him to nine, he gives you everything he's giving you over four years instead of over two. Mm. And you get the longevity too, because yeah. he's, he's not he's he's less he's taking less hits, you're asking him to do less. So you're getting four years of you know, probably elite level still in the nine mm. job. Yeah. You treat you treat him like the second coming of Cameron Smith. You let totally. him run out there in a dinner suit and you protect him. You let him you let him hit and then you have big old Jack DeBellin come over the top and really hit. Like yep. just absolutely protect him. Like I just don't understand. And you you know what? A shit team like the Titans are gonna offer him a million dollars and he's gonna get wasted there. And they're gonna have a halves pairing of Kieran Foran and Ben Hunt. And they're going to have one flash in the pan season where they've finished like sixth. Everyone's going to think the Titans are here, the Titans are here, and then age will catch up to them and they'll be fucked. Yep. And they'll bounce out the first round of the, of the, of the final. 100%. There'll just be another blue and gold team that we know. Shout out Parramatta. Fuck you. I hate Parramatta. I hate Parramatta so much. Speaking of bouncing out of the top eight, because this is a fantastic segue, yeah or nah, you reckon the Bronx fall out? Because someone has to fall out for you to make it. And the yep. Bronx are on the slope hard. So the Especially Bronx, with news, Selwyn Cobbo is not going to play on the weekend. Yes. And so Bronx have got to get through the Eels and the Dragons. And as, you know, as I said, someone, someone has to drop out for my beloved Raiders to make it. Personally, I would prefer it to be the Broncos. Mm. But, yeah, I like... Like, do we really see them beating the Eels this weekend? As not much as you hate Selwyn. Not without Selwyn. Not without Selwyn. However, so the Eels did just romp the dogs. So if we're looking at Eels history, a romping turns into them being romped. Mm. So anything is possible. Yeah, that's a good point. I and you look at the odds, mm. the underdog on a Thursday night, I think, has won all bar maybe five games this year. So the betting underdog. So thanks to our friends over at PlayUp, we've got the Broncos sitting at 235 and Parramatta $1.60. And I think too, like short, relatively short week. They played Friday, didn't they? The Bronx, yes. Broncos. They got romped, by, romped yeah. by Melbourne. So they're up for it. They want one. Yeah. And then, hang on, let me check when the Eels played. Because I think, like... The Eels played that, on Saturday. Yeah, so you're talking about a five-day recovery. So think about, it, think about this. You play Saturday. Sunday, you're pretty sore. And then Monday, you've got to come in and do... Effectively do what you would do. So minus three days. So you would, you would effectively need to be doing, like, team team stuff like your Tuesday night session which is generally a harder session mm. um, if you play on Saturday and then and then you're probably going to have to back up and do a Tuesday session so you're going like sore Sunday 
Monday, Tuesday, probably two pretty big sessions, and then your captains run Wednesday. Like that's a tough recovery mm. to play Saturday and Thursday, and then you know the, the Broncos. So the Broncos have got the extra day. So they played Friday, so they'll have you know they have a better recovery Saturday, Sunday, come in and do their and start their week or start their prep on Monday. So I think that's something to factor in as well. Like I get that they're professional athletes, but they're also a hundred kilos and and run run the hundred in eleven seconds. Like they're they're athletes. Like they hit hard, they hit each other hard, they get hit hard. So they're gonna be sore after the game. Mm, for sure. I think you're talking me into maybe a Broncos upset. <laughs> I think you're talking me into a Broncos okay. upset. I like it. And that might mean, you know, there might be some money here, thanks to our friends at play up. But yeah. Maybe the Bronx don't drop out of the eight because then they may have the momentum to go into, you know, the Dragons and just punish them into the center of the earth. Mm. Um, so you might be relying on my Cowboys to beat the Rabbitohs this weekend and then the Roosters to double up on them. But yep. the form that Latrell Mitchell is in, I do not see them I losing like three so in a row. Much. I like him so much. Like the, one of my best best friends one of my really good friends is a Rabbitoh supporter and obviously mm. the Raiders last time we played him we touched him up a little bit but it's really hard for me to root against him because I really like him like I saw yeah. that story that came out you know where he drove drove back home rolled up at four o'clock in the morning to do to do some clinics for the kids out west oh the like, Cody Walker stuff yep yeah you know like so that stuff makes for me makes it really hard for me to dislike him and hard for me to root against him. So, you know, every time, every time I see him playing against our Raiders, I, I, I have to compartmentalize. So I'm rooting for Latrell and up, but I want Latrell to play well and I want the Raiders to win, but I just like him so much. And he's, he's just such a good footballer. Like the, the talent that he has in his pinky toe and the way it's manifested into the way that he plays and the way, like, he's also become a pretty decent leader for that mm. team as well, like almost a talisman for them. Like, he's come back into the team, played really well. They've started to get a bit of a roll on. Like, I just I just like him. I like him so much. Yeah, I'm, we're big Latrell fans on this show. We fucking love Latrell Mitchell. Um, shout out, Trell Mitt. Mm. Hope you're listening, bro. Friend, friend of the show. He... Uh, you know, he has slid into the DMs once or twice. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw too much. You know, we're famous, but we're <laughs> famous. Like if you're, if you're gonna say it, well, then we'll, we'll continue to listen. That's fine. I'll, I'll rock that till I die. Um. All right. Final thing on the year now report that I really want to get to. James Tarmel. He's, mm. uh, you know, after shouting out at a ref saying they're fucking incompetent, he's been upgraded. Um, to having to play for the Tigers. So yeah. sucks to be him Pretty that he has rough. to play. That's <laughs> tough, man. Imagine going to the judiciary and just being like, look, I just want to enjoy my retirement or like, yeah. you know, find another club just to kind of wind it down with. And they're like, no, nah, fuck you. You have to play one more game at the Tigers. And you fuck know it. what? They're probably going to put that same ref on that game. Just <laughs> out of spite. Yeah, Just yeah. out of spite. Or worse, they'll put Ashley Klein there. Just out of spite. Fuck it. Why not? You know what? Like, I, I love some referee banter. Like, I love when players give it to the referee in a, yep. in a somewhat respectful way. I, I, I've told this story on my podcast before, but 
I'll tell it here again. When I was playing in New Zealand, there was a and I played rugby union for for those of you listening, the the other the other code. The code we don't talk about. This is not a union pod, yeah. as yeah, as the listeners not, know. This is not the union pod, but there was a guy guy refereeing by the name of Ben O'Keefe. He was refereeing his first first grade game. And I can't even remember what he penalized me for, but I said, mate, you keep making calls like that. You won't referee too many more first grade games. <laughs> so marches me, gives me the yellow, you know, whatever. I probably deserved it. Fast forward to probably two years later, he's refereeing the All Blacks and the Wallabies in a test match, primetime TV. So, wow. so shouts to you, Ben. You showed me. Holy egg on your face. <laughs> you still, I actually, look, I can see yolk in your beard yeah, still. Yeah, there it is. It's still here. <laughs> wow. Shout out yeah. Ben O'Keefe. You Shout know out. your shit, mate. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But imagine, oh, I just, I can't imagine having to play. and I can't imagine going to the judiciary to fight to play for another week at the Tigers. Like there is some sort of backwards karmic bullshit like who did he hurt in a previous life that they made him do this again <laughs> like seriously i mean i get it it's at leichhardt and all that kind of stuff and i actually might be at that game as an honorary raiders supporter um i love it yeah i might be going with my brothers and any chance to see hudson hung just hump i'm about <laughs> like i just that man gets me bricked up he has some of the silkiest hands as a mm. second rower in our comp, if he's not playing Origin next year, I'm not on this planet. Like, that is – that's fucked. If he, like, granted, he had a bit of a shady beginning to his NRL career. We don't talk about that. But he – You move on pretty quick from those things. Yeah, you do. You do. And that's why everything in Newcastle is going to be fine. Kalen's going to be okay. So let's just – let's not even get into that. But – um. The, the way that he – and he's going to be a sneaky leader for that team too. I think he just needs to get under Elliot Whitehead's wing and yeah, just 100%. figure out how he can be the voice of that locker room when he decides to move on. Because Whitehead, what, two two good years left in him maybe? Yeah, I think, I think that's probably right. Two um, years in the NRL, maybe another in the Super League, like head back home, hang out with family do the geezer thing for a little bit and then, you know, call it a day. But Hudson Young has got so much that he can learn underneath him. Um, and, the, the you know, the quicker they get him up on the desk while Ricky's going full Chernobyl, the better. Because <laughs> he can start to understand it and, you know, deflect these questions. Yeah, 100%. Get him on there. Get him on there. All right, well, let's let's get into the pre-reviews. That ENR report took way longer than I thought. Holy shit. Um, pre-reviews. <laughs> That's my fault. No, no, my fault. Right. My fault. I love to dribble and yarn, and you're just, you know, you're opening the door for it, and I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, totally. All right. Locke keeps me structured. He keeps me on, <laughs> on target, on time. He didn't, but, well, he didn't brief me. You know, he's too busy. Too no, busy. It's too, it's too big time for us. Anyway, let's push yeah. on. Um. Tonight's game, Broncos, Eels. Um, look, I think I've talked I've talked myself into a Broncos upset. I really, I really think I have. Um, a bit of the early mail that's come through. Selwyn Cobo is not going to play. Um, he's a bit fatigued, apparently. Poor baby. Um, Jordan yep. Pereira, Air Pereira is going to come in and replace him. Uh, Ryan James is out with a broken finger. 
And Keenan Palacia, I love this young kid. He has a motor on him, young Keenan. He's going to play. Um, Curdy Capewell is good to go after the hamstring. And Zach Hosking is going to replace Reese Kennedy on the bench. And, yeah, Zach Hosking's another one of those guys that I just want to see hump in the league. I can't wait until he's a Panther. He's going to be so fucking good at the Panthers. Um, the Eels line up pretty well the same. Mitch Moses is back, second week back after his hand injury. What did you think of the Eels last week, actually, before we get into predictions on this game? What did you think of them? Uh, look, I think, I think any, you know, anytime you're missing a guy of Mitch Moses' quality, you're always going to struggle. I think mm. he's, you know, he, he is really, really important to that team. Yeah. Um. So you know, I like, you know, we we've already talked about it. I I think I've talked myself in into the Broncos here, um, because of that because of that tough recovery. Mm. And so that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the Broncos. I'm going to say the Broncos are going to get this one done, which is not going to be good for my Raiders. But no, it won't be. That'll be tough for your Raiders. So you're going to go Broncos one to twelve. Yeah, I think so. I think they just get it done. Okay. And have you got a definite, someone that you just, you know, if you close your mind's eye, that you can yeah. just see you getting over the chalk? Mm. I'll close it. I'll close it. <laughs> get, the, get it Get it closed, you know. Channel the, channel the inner yoke. Channel the, the Ben O'Keefe. <laughs> Who do you reckon is going to make a fool out of you and get over the, uh, get over the line? Let's give one to Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds. Oh, yeah. I love that. What are the odds paying that on our good friends at Play Up? Adam Reynolds is paying $4.30 as an anytime try scorer. We love that. And you That's know what? Fantastic. This is the kind of game where he, he steps up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure he does. You want to know something absolutely bonkers? Jacob Arthur is on the, on the bench for Ooh. the Parramatta Eels. He's playing in the 15. He's the same odds as Adam Reynolds to score. Wow. Really? That's that's insane to me. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That, that feels that feels wrong. I feel cheated and <laughs> it feels wrong. I you know, I have made my takes on Jacob Arthur quite open. And it's not even Jake Arthur. I think Jake Arthur is actually like a pretty good football player. It's more the nepotism that's going on with him and his dad. Yeah. Um, and and you know we don't need to you know we don't need to get into that. We're obviously you know very conscious of mental health and players' health and all that kind of stuff. Go and sign the petition. Um, we're at six and a half thousand signatures. We need to bump those numbers up though. We need to get them up. I want to fill a stadium twenty thousand. Let's get them up there. But um. You know, you just you don't like to see nepotism in sport. I do also think, you know, Broncos one to twelve. I think we've talked I've I've been talked into it. I just think and, and also with the with Keenan Palacia coming in and Zach Hosking, they're obviously going to want to, you know, provide some spark for this team. Um Kobe Hetherington probably comes into lock. And those boys will come off the bench. Um, Kobe Hetherington is a, an underrated lock, I think. Um, his ball playing is fantastic. Billy Walters in the 14. I might even change him for Tyson Gamble. I think Tyson Gamble, like he's he's a bit like that that Todd Carney mob we were talking about before, that where mm-hmm. Todd just missed his 
just missed his window. I think Todd Carney would have been a great lock as well. Seeing seeing Tyson Gable play at the lock and the way that he can move the ball, I think Todd Carney would have been a pretty good lock um, in his day. But, yeah, I'm going to go Broncos as well. Um, Yeah, 1 to 12. And you know what? Let's get a little multi going. Let's throw your Adam Reynolds bet in there. And uh, maybe we'll get, you know, two or three more try scorers that we we see in our mind's eye and um, see what we can get going. Let's push on to the Friday footy tip-off. Um, Panthers, Warriors. Now, Panthers 13+, plus, surely. Yeah. Holy shit. This Warriors team looks dreadful on uh, – what was it? When did we play them? Friday night, last week's Friday footy tip-off. Not only – are they not in New Zealand? Um, and as Joel Kane says, any bottom eight team that's playing away from home is set to get humped. But, you know, Dylan Edwards named, Taylor May, Isaac Tungo, Stephen Crichton, Brian Toto, Jerome Luai, excuse mm. me, and Sean O'Sullivan. Like this, and James Fisher Harris is back as well. Like this team was humping title contenders. Like when the buzz that came in with Manly, Based on last year, they were supposed to be title contenders, and this team put forty nothing on them. You know what I mean? So this could be bad. Like we may forget the Roosters v Tigers score very quickly because this could be bad. What do you reckon? I don't. I I don't disagree. Like what? What did the Roosters put on? Seventy something. Seventy two. Yeah. Like, and you know. The Warriors, sort of another team, but not a whole lot to play for the back end of the year. You know, that they've obviously got a lot of their own um, internal issues. And, and, and I do appreciate that they've, they've had the really difficult task of having to be away from home for so long. 100%. Uh, over the last two, two and a bit seasons. So, you know, shouts to them for, for sticking it out and, and, and doing the thing. But I, I, I agree. Like, it's got to be 13 plus. If there's more, let's put more. 20 plus. <laughs> <laughs> what's the highest? What's the highest line that yeah. we can pick uh, over at our friends at uh, at Play Up Handicap Markets? Where are we looking? Ah, where's our line? Goes, like, as as much as it pains me to admit, like this this Panthers team is so good that you know, like Cleary is obviously class, you know, world class player, but like they don't need him. They've got so many weapons. One. You know, one to thirteen, and then and then the guys coming in off the bench, like, yeah, I don't know what you do with them. Yeah, so Panthers thirteen plus is paying a one eleven. <laughs> Panthers, oh my goodness, Panthers fifty one plus is only seven dollars. Wow, only seven dollars. You're paying less. Like you're getting more money if you go Panthers one to ten. Panthers one to ten is nine fifty. I mean the book, you know, that that's all you need to know. The bookies are giving them short odds to win by Holy 50. Holy goodness gracious! Seven dollars? That's fucked. Mm. That's ridiculous. That is a market that we're gonna have to keep an eye on next year to see how low that that can actually go because yep. that's, that's that's absurd. Cool. Yeah. What I do like is CHT in the six to partner Sean Johnson. I really love that. Um, but outside of that, this Warriors team is pretty well full strength and and not a lot of go forward. Um, Ewan Aitken is out. 
Um, I saw in the early mail, he has personal reasons and Alisi Katoa will come in to start. Benny Murdoch Masella will come onto the bench. Um, but yeah, that other than that, yeah, it, it might actually be Panthers 50 plus. Let's let's see. Watch this space. The other Friday night game, this is going to be a barnstormer. Melbourne yeah. Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters. Um, you know, the two capitals of Australia, whether you want to, you know, Canberra doesn't doesn't count. I hate to tell you. Canberra does not count. Okay. So two the two biggest, most beautiful cities in in the, our nation. Um and it's gonna be sorry, Brisbane. Yeah, sorry, Brisbane. It's going to be electric, absolutely electric. I, you know, you can already see the storm running that Cameron Munster play six for the first three tackles and then drop back to fullback and carry yeah. out hard yards and um, you know, Nick Meaney slide into the six in the in the offensive line and stuff like that. And Cameron Munster can roam out the back. You're already going to see that. Um, Joseph Suwali'i is surely like out a try after last week. How they scored 72 points and he didn't cross the chalk baffles me. I mean, they went left every time, granted, but Nat Butcher had four and Joseph didn't have one. So let's yeah. just let that sink in for a second. Um, yeah, I I honestly, I can't split these teams. You're going to, I think you're going to have to talk me into one of these. So uh, for me, right, the Roosters losing helps my cause. So, yeah. That's, that's where I'm going. And, you know, putting 72 points on a terrible Tigers team, it goes one of two ways, right? It's either momentum building, and so they'll come into this, you know, really confident, really schmick with their skills, you know, lots of go forward, happy to throw off loads, all, all that sort of thing. Or they come in overconfident, a little bit cocky, and... As we, as history would tell us, that's not something you can do against Storm. True. I, I want, I want the Roosters to lose, and you know, I, I try not to bet against the Storm because they always seem to figure it out this time of year. So, I'm gonna say, the Storm get up in this one, and I wow. think, and I think. Given we will probably have an understanding of what Cameron Munster's up to by Friday, we we may see a big game from him. So you reckon Munster across the chalk as well? Are we throwing him into the multi? Now let's throw Suwelli in. Suwali'i, sorry. Yeah, I think he's due. I really do think Suwali'i is due. I think Cameron um, Munster has one of those games where he's involved in everything, but he doesn't necessarily get over it himself. He's putting yeah. everyone else over. Well, thanks to our friends at PlayUp. Sua Lee is actually paying about $2, which yeah, is that's, that's good. Those are insane odds for him to cross the chalk. Um, yeah. Dan Tupo is paying two eleven as well. So, mm. wow. Um, all right. Well, I think... I don't, yeah, it's hard to bet against the storm. It's better for my cows, obviously. Actually, I think it's better for my cows for my cows if the storm win. Yep. Um because I actually wouldn't mind dropping to fourth. Because if we get to see Penrith in the first round, if we can go back to back Penrith and then not have to see them until the grand final, theoretically, I would love that. 
I actually think that that would be great, whether we win or lose in that first round of the finals. We still have that buffer. So mm. I would I would low-key love that. So I'm going to go the Storm. I'm going to go 1-12. to 12. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I really do think Cameron Munster does get over because he will run absurd lines. But I also think that the Roosters boys in Lodge, Hargraves, and Radley are just going to target the fuck out of him. And in doing that, they may just close some doors. The beauty of, you know, Siasua Takeaho coming back to the bench, Lindsay mm. Collins obviously having his HIA issues throughout the year, him being back is nice. Um, yeah, it's it, – yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm sticking to it. Stick to your takes. Storm 1-12. Um, and – Look, let's just move on to the next game before I change my mind. Um, <laughs> fever dream for you, your Canberra Raiders up against the Manly Seagulls. Um, yep. I'm not betting on the Raiders because I bet on them last week and they and they fucked me. I took them in the first half as well and they cooked me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that to be, to be fair to you, they did the opposite of what they normally do. So I know. I'm get it. It's almost like I'm cursed. <laughs> But like they, they, they are a hard team. They are a hard team to place bets on because they're, you know, they're not they're not far away from being a five hundred team. Yeah, they win, they lose one. Sometimes yeah. they lose more than they win. So uh, yeah, I get it. I, I I'm obviously gonna I'm obviously gonna tip the Raiders here because they need you to need win. To. This, they need to win this these next two games, and you know, it's not often you're sitting in ninth place and your fate is in your hands. Yep. You know, there's not there's not 40 different results that have to go their way over the next two weeks. They win these two games, they will likely get in. Yeah, 100%. I think that level of focus, that understanding of what they need to do, I really like that they've kind of settled on this team now. Mm. Um, you know, and I do feel for a guy like Nickel Klukstar, who's not, you know, he's not a scrub. He, he's a good player, but, you know, they're obviously convinced that Savage is is the guy moving forward. You know, he he's got something special, which we've seen flashes of. He's just been inconsistent. You know, personally, mm. I think he needs he needs to spend some time in the gym, um, and he needs to really work on on his defense. I think his his tackle completion percentage is only about seventy percent, which I appreciate is is tough at fullback. Um, but you know, we've seen him we've seen him. Miss a couple of crucial tackles to let in, let in tries as that as that last line of defence. Um, Seventy-two point so four to be exact. There you go. So you know, but some of the stuff, some of the stuff that we've seen him do with the footy is is special, and and speed is one thing you can't teach, and he's got plenty of it. So no, he's got it in boatloads, absolute so, boatloads. Yeah, so so I get it. You know, I get that. That they're going okay. Well, let's let's invest in the youth. Let's get let's get them some reps. So so I'm happy there. But I do you know I do feel for a, for a guy like Chance because you know he has been so good for so long. Um, and but yeah, as I say, I really like that they've settled on this. I really like Adam Elliott in the 13 jumper. Hated him in the nine jumper earlier in the year. Mm. Prefer him in the in the starting lineup versus coming off the bench. But you know him and and Corey Horsburgh um, give you a lot of similar similar things so you know I, I like I guess what I'm saying is I like the balance now that this this 17 has um, as opposed to the, 
the circus that was the Raiders earlier on in the year. What do you uh, what do you make of Horsburgh throwing Clune back down after he dropped that ball? <laughs> I so I I think Horsburgh strikes me, and I don't I don't know him. I haven't come across him. He he strikes me as the kind of guy who really uh, allows his emotions. He is led in his decision making by his emotions, for sure. <laughs> and you do like to have a couple of those guys in your squad. You like to have some of those intense guys. And you do kind of just have to live with they're going to do some dumb shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The TPJs of the world, the Corey Horsbrook, yeah. like they're, they're even, you know, Jerome Blue-White to an extent. They're going to do some yeah. dumb They're going to piss yeah. off the wrong people at some point. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying you, you if, if you're going to have a guy like that in your team, then you, you have to live with some of that. Oh, for sure. Not condoning it, but, you know, yeah. as rugby league fans, we love to see it at the same time. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go your Raiders as well, purely for the fact that, like, Manly has just shut everybody down. Mm. Um, I like the fact that Raymond Vega's back in the, back in the squad for Manly. Um, I don't know how, and this is with the utmost respect, I don't know how Brad Parker and Morgan Harper are still in rugby league. Like mm. I don't, I don't know how they're in the National Rugby League. Um, Christian Tupolotu has been a fantastic find for them this year, and and Cooler playing the one just gets me bricked up. Um, but they just they don't have enough. Like yeah. Olakowatu's kind of fallen off the face of the earth ever since you know Gay Gate. Um, yeah. So which we're not even going to get into. <laughs> but um, it's you know it's. There's a lot. There's a lot happening in Manly, um, and I just think that the Raiders uh, in GIO as well um, are just going to be are going to be too good. You going to venture out to this game, my friend? Yeah, I think so. I, I've been. I've not been going because uh, the the I've been been busy. But the few games that I did go to, or all the games that I went to earlier in the year, they lost. So I decided that was my fault. Um, as as all superstitious sports fans do but yeah i'm gonna need i'm gonna need to get out to this one and uh get my viking clap on have a have a couple of beers and and enjoy a really important canberra raiders win yes very important all right pushing on sharks doggies doggies coming off a huge loss sharks coming off a huge win i think the sharks win here and they win well um, throwing into our play up multi i've actually thrown in the shoe salesman matt ikuvalu He's only paying a dollar fifty-two, um, but if he's not going to have one of them. to a lock this round um, mm. with uh, my boy Wetness Nico Hines just giving him fresh seed on the chest, then um, you know again I'm not on this planet. I'm not on this planet. So you know, Payless shoes goes over for sure, um, and the the Sharks line up. Pretty pretty normal. It's been great to see Matt Moylan come back and yeah, and be well. and do and do well. Um, Talakai's back, which is just gonna. Uh, I would hate to be Aaron Shook this weekend. Um, it's gonna you know <laughs> Shook, Shook's a good defender. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you know yeah, but he's gonna have a, a, he's, he's got a big job. Big right, job. when a fridge with legs is running at you, what more can you do? Mm. Um, speaking of fridges with legs, Royce Hunt is really coming into his own in this team as well. Mm. Um, Hamlin Ueli being back in the starting lineup is great, and Teague Wilton off the bench. Like this bench, the, 
I honestly think this is the only bench that rivals the Cowboys. And sure, I dick ride, but <laughs> Teague Wilton, Cam McInnes, Aiden Tolman, and Andrew Fafita, that has to yeah, be yeah. one of the biggest benches in the league. Um, and, you know, the the say what you want about my Cowboys and, and my dick riding, but they have some of the best forwards in the league. Um, and the way that they intertwine with each other and the defense that they pull, you know, potentially did we peak at the wrong time? Maybe, but it is what it is. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think that I think the Sharks hump and they hump well in this one. Yeah. What do you reckon? Uh, no, I agree. And, and to your point earlier, I think they are hitting their straps at the right time. 100%. Got all their guys back, most of their guys back, um, you know, in a, in, in a settled team now. And as you say, like, their forward pack with the bench, you lose nothing when yeah. you you make when you make changes and I, and and I agree with you I think the Cowboys are, are probably one of the only other teams who can say that yeah yeah 100 percent um, 13 plus for sure yeah I think so I think you know the Bulldogs what was it 42 six they lost to the eels yeah right? 42 to six yeah so you know that that's a that's a demoralizing loss like I think you know, if you if you reflect on the Tigers' loss, you know you probably expect that they're they're a basket case. But you know the Bulldogs have kind of think they're competitive. That makes sense. And so mm. to have that sort of score run up on them is, is it, it's going to take a big big hit to the ego, big hit to the confidence. Um, so I think, I think an even bigger hit to the ego was getting forty piece by the Warriors. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is doing yeah. there? Like. Mount Smart's becoming a fortress. I give that to them. But back to back forty pieces to the yeah. Warriors and the inconsistent Eels. Yeah. Like wow. And so I think coming up against the Sharks team, who are as as we've said a couple of times now, are hitting their straps. I just don't I don't see them being very competitive at all. Could be in the run for three forties in a row, I think. Yeah. I think Could you're definitely. right. Yeah. All right. Well, heading to the worst. Stadium in rugby league, a core stadium. Um, Rabbitohs v my cows. Now, before we get too deep into it, I am going to gag a little bit. Scott Drinkwater at six does something to my body. He is so electric with the football. And mm. we first saw this last year when he was running around in the house with Ben Hampton. And many of you will go, who? Who the fuck is Ben Hampton? <laughs> Granted, that's a great that's a great question because we haven't needed to see him this year because we've got a guy by the name of Vinny Chase, Chad Townsend. All right. So Hamiso in the one felt his back and he's, you know, riding high. Val Holmes, Peter Hiku, Murray Talungi is just running over fullbacks left, right, and center. Um, and yeah, Scott Drinkwater in the six, Townsend in the seven, and then we're full strength on as mm. our bigs. I think the cows could get up here. The cows could certainly get up here. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. We've named four biggins on the bench. I reckon you'll see a little bit of Tom Foolery and mess around. Cohen Hess and uh, Jermaine Tanua Brown will probably yeah. come into the starting lineup for Cotter and McLean. Um, mm. And and I love that. You know, get. Get Sele and get to Tolo a little bit tired and then throw these boys back out there. Throw Ruben Cotter back out there to be electric. Um, Luciano Lelua has been fantastic since he's come up. Um, Jeremiah Nanai is the rookie of the year. You cannot convince me otherwise. He is the man. 
Um, if you're knocking on the door of a try scoring record for forwards, not just as a rookie, but for forwards, mm. and you have beaten Dave Fafita, who then got a million dollar contract. Yep. You're the rookie of the year. Like, come yep. on. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, into and our I, multi. I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is your first year in first grade, first year in, you know, in any sport in the top grade, mm. how difficult it is to sustain performance. Yeah. And, you know, this dude's come in and been incredible all year. Not only like, that, but he's scoring tries the way that he didn't score tries in the junior leagues. Yeah. yeah. It has been well documented that he did not have a catching game to him whatsoever. And mm. I would say at least 60% of his tries have come off of bombs. So... Mm. If you if you've proven that you can work that hard at it, you I mean you're the rookie of the year. So I am going to chuck into our multi because he gets me so bricked up. Scott Drinkwater and man, that boosts the odds. So let's go with just these four anytimes: Adam right. Reynolds, Joseph Suwali'i, Matt Ikavalu, and Scotty Drinkwater. You're looking at forty eight dollars and twelve cent odds. Oh, that's that's juicy, and that's not a lot to happen. That is mm. not a lot to happen. It's it's they're all very gettable guys, um, and you know what? You're welcome. That's a you know that's free forty eight dollar odds. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, cows, rabbits? So my question to you is: Do you think the cow the cows are thinking about what you were talking about earlier? That you know that that try and potentially try and avoid the Panthers until the GF. No, I think the cows want a home. They want a yeah, home final. Home. I'm fine. I think, especially considering it's either going to be the Storm or the Sharks, mm. you would, pardon me, you want to get them as uncomfortable as possible mm. in your in home heat. field, in the heat. Humid. It's hot and sweaty. For those oh. that understand that reference, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. My boy Gabriel, hot and sweaty. Let the boy watch. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, this is, this is oh, look. I, I think it. I think the Cowboys do get this done, and and I will. I will note that that it is. It does help my cause too. Yes, so that, you know, that's my motivation, right here. Now I'm not. You know, I think you and I both agree that the Cowboys can get this done, but I'm going to say they are going to get it done because it helps yes. me. Yes. Breathe it into existence. I love that. Yeah. Our record may not be fantastic in Sydney, but you know what? Val Holmes and Chad Townsend and all the boys, they've been down here for a couple of days. They've hit the golf links. They're about it. Watch out for their players' merch. That stuff looks amazing. I'm going to be copying some, not only as a Cowboys fan, but as a golf player. So it is what it is. Um, I think, yeah, Cows 1-12. to 12. There's no – I don't see a realm – where we get up 13 plus. Cause I just think wow. Latrell Mitchell, you know, giving the ball to Alex Johnson to fall over the try line a couple of times. Um, Isaac Thompson is fantastic. Campbell Graham is obviously back into this side and, and getting his straps up and they have, they have a great forward pack as well. Um, you know, you can't deny it. So cows one to 12 and it will go down as one of the greatest wins in Canberra's history. Yep. Um, 100%. Iconic. I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, now, this Sunday Ugh. round of football, what have we done to deserve this at the back end of the season? Seriously, we have 
we're you know what we're going to get out and off this podcast in the next four minutes because it is it is West Tigers versus Dragons. Now the Dragons are going to win. It's it's going to be shades of Dragons and Titans. I, I'm honestly, you know, I'm thinking 36-16, 46-26 again. Like it will be, it'll be yeah. try for try for a little bit because yeah. both these teams defensively suck. Yeah, but both have some really, really fast guys in the team. So I think the Dragons get up and, and you know, there's going to be about 20 points in it. What do you reckon? I completely agree. I don't think we even need to talk about it. Lovely. The, the Tigers suck. <laughs> Let's move on then. I love that. Um, for the oh, for the last game of the round, 15th versus 14th. Are you fucking kidding me? Titans v. Knights. Kalen and the Pongets <laughs> taking on Tino and the Fasul Malaowis. Uh, Tino's Titans. Look, there's a lot of... Every time I look at this Titans team, there's a lot doing. They yeah. have, like, Jaden Campbell. Good football player. Jojo Fafita, good football player. Brian Kelly, yeah, gets a job done. Same as Phil Sammy. Mm. Greg Marju, good football player. AJ Brimson, great football player. Tanner Boyd, really fine in his straps. They've got a good, like, a good forward pack. Bo Fermore is fucking unbelievable. Mm. Tino's Tino. Um, their bench sucks. Paul Turner, who? Herman SASA, Mo Fodawaka is great. And Cleese Haas, shout out Cleese Haas for getting his debut um, this week. But yeah, it's it's a bit of an it's it's a very much a nothing game. Um, my I really don't know what the Knights are doing. Continually running out Anthony Milford. This this young center Christian Mapapalangi, he's a five eighth. Anthony Milford's not going to be there next year. Why are we not giving him burn in the six? And rather we talk about Kalen Ponga coming back to six. Like, I, the Knights are as much of a question mark as the Gold Coast Titans. What is yep. with these coastal teams? Like, I mean, I can't really say too much. Townsville's relatively coastal, but, you know, you're a country bumpkin team. You- <laughs> but you know what I don't understand? And so, you know, the, the Raiders do a really good job, as do the Panthers, actually, of picking up guys out of the Central West, you know, Dubbo, Canoundra, <laughs> Canamble, Cowra, like all these towns where they play like proper country rugby league. Newcastle, Hunter Valley, like same thing. Some of probably outside of the Illawarra region, some of the best rugby league is played up there. At, oh, at the 100%. So what happens to these guys between that and and getting to the Knights? Like do they I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And to your point about Anthony Milford, like I talked about him earlier being a guy that, that sort of lots of talent, pretty troubled, started with the Raiders and moved on. Completely agree. Like, why did they sign him in the first place? Well, they needed, I mean, Jack, whatever was going on with Jake Clifford. Yeah, now, I've, I am well documented to say, suck one, big red dog. But if yeah. it's, you know, if it's what is being reported, you know, my my apologies and condolences and all that stuff, like get your head right first, Jake. Um, mm. I I did love you as a cowboy um, and, and the way that, you know, it kind of all ended, left a dirty taste in my mouth. Um, not to mention, you know, the early success that you had as a knight. Um, but, yeah, I just don't understand. And so, you know, my, I get, yeah, I guess my question is, you know, you're sitting in 14th. 
you've been pretty ordinary all year. Why not? Why not give the keys, hand the keys to to some of the young guys? You know, my, my papa, my papa Lungy. If he is a six, put him in the six jumper. Well, this is, and I mean, it's exactly what the Titans are doing with Tana Boyd. Like, mm. they were talking about turning him into a nine. David mm. Fafita loves playing with him because they played juniors together, and David Fafita rose to fame with him giving him the seed. Yeah. So he knows exactly where he likes it. And they've just said to Toby Sexton, yo, go and enjoy, you know, Hamilton Island a little bit longer. Mm. Go hit up Fiji and Bali and shit. Get us some Bintang singlets and just relax, all right? Like, we don't need another Ash Taylor on our hands where – we've put you through the ringer. You haven't performed and you've just been crucified. So um, I never thought I would say this, but the Knights need to take a page out of the Titans books. Um, Pretty sad. Yeah. Sad, sad book. I will leave on this talking about the Knights juniors. The fact that they didn't sign or didn't even trial Latrell Mitchell is baffling to me yep. absolutely baffling and then he was picked up playing for a, like a div two central coast team purely based on size like i was listening to bloke in a bar and they were talking about the scout that went and saw latrell he literally saw him in the warm-up and offered him a contract then and there mm. like how is this man not getting a trial for the knights and, and, you know, everybody's harping on about it. I'm not reinventing the wheel here that the Dragons give up heaps of talent. The Knights give up heaps of talent. The Tigers don't even fucking get me started on them. <laughs> how, how are we getting to a point where, like, they're just turning away juniors? It's just, it's baffling to me. And, you know, the same, you watch, the same thing will happen with Christian. Christian will mm. go to a team that will actually give him some burn at 5'8". He may even go to the Tigers. They'll give him some burn at 5'8", and he'll be great. And the Knights will be like, well, there's another one that we lost. Whoops. Yeah. And they're also considering signing Ruben Garrick for so much money just to play Ponga at, at six. Mm. The man with heaps of head knocks. Mm. They want to yeah. put him in the front line. Put him in the middle of the field where he's got to make more tackles and, and get hit more. Great yeah. idea. I don't oh, see how that goes poorly at all. Yeah. And this is yeah. the other thing. Has anyone asked Kalen? Yeah. Like, does, he, does he want to play six? I bet you Kurt Mann was asking him in that in that stall. <laughs> yeah. I bet you that's what they were doing in there. They were they were asking each other. So do you want to play six or should I play six? Should I, should I do it? Hold on, you hold hold my bourbon just for a second. How does that have a plaque, but Todd Carney's urinal doesn't? Yeah, can I'm you, have to, can you I'm get that get sorted for me? I'm gonna have to get on that. Yeah. Please do, because, like, the human bubbler deserves a plaque. <laughs> he deserves a photo in there, I reckon. He does. You know what? Let's go one better. Bronze yep. statue. Whoa! Bronze statue. It doesn't have to be big. Let's go, like, trophy-size bronze statue, human bubbler Make on the urinal. Bubbler. Working bubbler, even better. Even better. All right. We're going to leave on that because we have to go and sketch out some designs. Mm. Like where you can like, share where you can share. Praise be onto the cover as always. Praise be onto the doc guy, the socials guy, and the Sherpa, who we miss on a Thursday. Happy birthday to Locke. We love you, my guy. Um, check out Play Up. Head over to Rugby League merch. Check out the stuff that we dropped there. You'll see the new Thurston Goat shirt. Yes, we designed it. Yes, it's sexy. We know. Go and pick one up. 
whole goat range is coming out. Um, and that's us. Thanks, Liam, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you in the next one. Arriva Dirch.